I was entering my space and, and there were, you know, some podcast awards and different things on the shelf. And, but the thing I was most proud of was my Grammy for song of the year. <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle. Keep missing that up. From two guys who are living that lifestyle, I'm Trav, and I've got some good memories going through my brain right now because of the shirt that Jay Bird is wearing. Oh, yes. I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. We don't sell t-shirts. We have some cool t-shirts, but uh, we are a community of people helping each other kick butt in lifestyle, business, and travel. You can learn more over at locationindie.com. Sign up over there for our weekly newsletter. Get some valuable resources around lifestyle, business, travel, and a whole bunch of other goodies. Now, the mystery shirt Travis is referring to somebody not from uh, either Philadelphia or, you know, who's not a football fan or, you know, I live in Norway. So probably people see me in this shirt and they're like, all right, well, what are all those lines and crosses and O's? And what is a Philly special? Does this guy think he's special or something? What's going on? Um, My shirt is the Philly special, which is the play that the Eagles ran to essentially win the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and um, yeah, it's it's the it's cool because it's the play drawn on the shirt, so pretty neat. That's right, a trick play in the biggest game of the year against the greatest of all time. I can safely say that Tom Brady, yes. the Eagles, and their backup quarterback and their first year head coach. No, Peter's second year Still head coach. Still gives me the chills. Still gives me the chills. Um, were ballsy enough to run a trick play where essentially they threw a touchdown to the quarterback, not the quarterback throwing a touchdown, but a touchdown to the quarterback. And um, yeah, it's, it lives in, in, you know, in infamy or infamy is, I guess, a negative thing lives in history. Uh, there's a statue outside of the Eagle stadium of this. And uh, yeah, still to this day, one of the greatest moments in Super Bowl history. Obviously, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan like Jay and I, it is the greatest moment. But even fans who, or even people who are not fans of the Eagles, uh, unless you're a Patriots fan, you would agree like, oh my gosh, that that was pretty crazy. So we will actually be doing a podcast in the next couple of weeks about the lessons we've learned from the Philly special. Uh, Jay said, throw this down in our idea document. Uh, this shirt has gave me an idea. So coming up, a little bit of foreshadowing, uh, we'll be talking about the Philly special and some of the lessons that you can glean from that. Um, but today, what we want to talk about is a really awesome, important exercise. Um, I'm not going to give away exactly how important I think it is right now until we get Jay's opinion and we start talking about it. But this was an exercise that was given to us by our coach, Stan. Stan the man. Um, and so when we started with him a couple weeks ago, he actually said, I give this to every single one of my coaching clients. This is the first exercise that they do. 
Um, I want you to sketch out your perfect day. And I was like, oh, okay, no big deal. Like this is actually one of the exercises that we do inside of our challenge. The, the first day we have people do this as well. What does your current day look like? What is your dream day? We call it your dream day look like. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. You know, but I think this one's a little more in depth and maybe a little more, um, takes a little more time. I'm like, oh, all right, can't, it's not that hard. Whatever I've done this, I, I teach this. And, and he said, okay, well, here's how I want you to do it. Because what I had been teaching people, Jay, as you know, because and those of you who have come through the challenge, you know, was just like, hey, down the side of your sheet, put like 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., whatever, you know, all the time, write down what your current day looks like, and then what write down what your dream day looks like in blocks of an hour or half hour. And I think that's a really cool, fun, beginner exercise. Stan took it much further. And here is what he told us to do. He said, write out your perfect average day by hand. Okay. So average meaning this isn't I'm climbing and summiting Mount Mount Everest, right? Today, your perfect average day, write it out by hand. It has to be by hand um, because that's going to make you think about it more. It's going to, you know, you can do it usually slower because most people can type faster. So write it out by hand from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep and write it in narrative form, meaning sentences and paragraphs. And you want to focus on the experience of the day and how it feels. What are you seeing? How do you know what what are the things that are happening? What are the emotions that you're having? And be super specific so that when you write it out and someone reads it, it would be like they could picture it in their head, right? It'd, it'd be like you write it out and then they would read it and essentially they'd be able to watch it as if it was a movie unfolding. And you want to cast your perfect day in the future. So that can be six months from now. That can be six years from now. But what is your perfect average day look like? So that is the assignment. Before we go any further, I will tell people and I will actually I will challenge people who are listening to this to do this exercise. Um, we'll get into why and, and the impact it's had on us, but I will challenge you to do this exercise when you're done listening to this podcast. And I will tell you from the jump that this will take you hours to do. It will take you hours to do, and it's not something that's easy to, to just rip off and do right away. Um, I don't want to scare anyone, but mine was 15 pages long and took me probably five or six hours. I'm not saying yours has to be that long. Jay, we'll get into how long yours was and how long it took you in a moment. But just know that if you're doing this right, it will take time. It's not something you're going to sit down and just crank out in 15 minutes. And that's the point is that it's going to take some time. And that's why it has the impact it has. Hmm. Yeah. I've done this type of thing before. This is a little bit of a different format. And I can tell you, from my experience that, first of all, it's definitely worth doing. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a specific example. So, well, I think that there is a lot of power in writing down your goals. I've always done it by hand. And I think uh, there's something about thinking big and putting your intentions on a piece of paper that gets things going. Now, there was a video that Stan sent that was sort of a complimentary piece to this. It was this talk by Frank Kern, who's this sort of famous marketer. And he had this two-hour talk, which basically, you know, he, he kind of framed up why this was an important thing to do. And 
the the short version is that when you do this exercise, you're aligning your subconscious with your your real world goals. Now, whatever you believe about manifesting or anything like that, you you know if first of all, if you have this aversion to that as an idea, I, I think you should just approach this without any judgment, no matter what you believe, right? If we can all agree on the fact that we have a subconscious and it does things that we're maybe not aware of, I definitely like to do certain things at night before I go to bed because the next day I know, I trust that my subconscious mind is working on these things. So oftentimes, um, I might listen to like a song I'm working on because I do songwriting or I might uh, think about a business problem that we have and and just kind of not like not try to come up with the answer, but just think about it for a little bit before bed and then I'll go to sleep. Like clockwork, new ideas, fresh things come all the time the next day. They just do. And uh, part of that, I, I think I think that's a very underrated tool and an underrated um part of the process that maybe some people aren't including. Uh, we always use our conscious minds to try to solve problems, our practical minds. Sometimes we use our intuition, but we don't often utilize our subconscious mind. So this is a practical way to utilize your subconscious mind and align it towards your bigger goals, essentially. Uh, so if the, if I don't know if it gets more powerful than that. I just uh, recently, last year, sold my place in Colorado and we had to clean out my garage and my friends, thankfully, I have these awesome friends, Jason and Kelly, shout out to them. And they did all the, they did jelly, jelly gonuts. They all did the, they did all the garage stuff for me. So they sent me a couple boxes with, you know, a few items that I wanted to bring here. I got my like Colorado license plate here. I got my Philadelphia Phillies pennant, you know, all these random things. And in those boxes, there were some notebooks and some random papers. And I found a piece of paper, I remember, that had one of my goals on it or some of my goals on it. Now, I didn't hit all of the goals, but one of them seemed so big at the time. It was, I want to, you know, with Zero to Travel, my podcast, I wanted to help or or just the the whole project. I wanted to help 1 million people uh, travel the world on their terms. It's, It's like ridiculous, right? Totally outlandish. This was written in probably around when I started the podcast around 2013 or when I was thinking about all the ideas. It seems so ridiculous, right? Well, my podcast has had over 7 million downloads since uh, I wrote that piece of paper. Now, you know, we've also started the Community Location Indie where we've helped people figure out different ways they can travel. We've done different programs. I don't, I'm not saying I've hit that million mark, but it's certainly a lot closer than I thought I'd ever be, right? So I do think there is a lot of power in thinking big, writing these things down. Now, this puts a different spin on it in some ways because you're writing in the present tense in, in a way that um, is very visceral, I would say. So it, it also, as an exercise, even if you don't believe anything I just said or that we just said, it will help you understand better the things you want for your future self. And that in and of itself is is good knowledge to possess. And I think that's why you do it by hand. Like I did have someone, so we I threw this out to people in the last challenge that we did live. Because Stan told me about this, 
halfway through the challenge that I was running and I started doing it and I was like, whoa, this is eye-opening to me. I made it a part of our challenge. I challenged the people in our challenge to, to go even deeper and do this exercise as I was doing it. And every single person that did it came back and said, wow, that was, that was crazy impactful. And now one person said, can I please type it? And I said, no, you can't. It's not going to have the same effect if you type it. It just won't. And that's one of the reasons that you do it by hand because you have, as you're writing stuff out, you have to really think about what you're writing. It's, it's in, almost impossible to go on autopilot at any stretch of when you're writing this. And that's why uh, by hand is super important. Other people who did it in the challenge were like, oh man, I kind of like, I, I trusted you, Trav, to do it. You were telling me how impactful it was for you. I gave them examples of what my first couple pages look like, you know, what my morning was like. And and I trusted you that it was going to be impactful. But I really thought it, one, one guy, Dan said, I really thought it was going to be a chore. But what I realized is that I really began to relish the opportunity to get to write this. And I felt the same way. I got excited about it because Stan was excited about it. And he was like, this is going to be uh, to change you. And I thought, okay, cool. I trust Stan. So let me try. But then, you know, I was like, man, this is this could be a lot of work. Then he sent a video to watch before it. And, and we're not, you don't have to go watch this video, but it was like a two hour video. So I was like, oh my gosh, two hours before I'm even starting writing. Like this, this seems like homework. Like this seems like it's going to be laborious. And I started writing and I, I did it in a lot of different chunks. Like I didn't sit down and write for five hours straight. And I think for most people, it is done in chunks, right? You start writing, then then you you know you have to come back to it. And what I found with with doing it in chunks over, I believe it was like three days, maybe two and a half days, is what was cool is as I was writing it out, like let's say I was writing my morning and I did kind of like till like 10 a.m., right? And then I had to stop. I then continued to think about that through the rest of my days. A, it was exciting because I was thinking about what I really wanted and what a perfect day looked like. And B, I started, you know, things that I was thinking about started to shift and change just in that time frame, right? And so for me, it was awesome that it actually took a lot of time and, and was over a period of days and done in chunks because it was like consuming my thoughts for a couple of days. And I enjoyed that because it was positive thoughts of like, whoa, well, this would be really cool if my lunch was this and this is what I was eating and who's a, here's who I was eating with and here's a conversation we we're having, right? So, um, you know, I just wanted people to realize that, that it's okay to, to break it up into chunks. It's okay to change it. I have notes scribbled out. Like I have a whole paragraph written of who I was going to eat dinner with, Jay. And um, then actually after I finished the whole thing, I thought, wait, I don't have any time with my mom and dad in there. And in my perfect average day, I really actually would want them to live really like close to us so they could spend a lot of time with the kids and we could spend time with them. So I like wrote in the sidebar, okay, I still want to eat all this for dinner, but change out who I'm eating it with that it's my mom and dad and they walked over from like the house next door, right? And so it'll change. Like if you do it a year from now or six months from now, it'll change and that's okay. Um, so no, it'll change. You can break it up. And if you're having problems starting it, cause you're like, man, this seems like a lot of work. And this is what I told you, Jay, when you were like, oh man, I, I don't know how to start. It's like, just start with the first paragraph. 
that's it. Get going. Like we say with everything, get started and, and it'll start flowing from there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I want to get into your experience a little bit of like, a, how long did it take you kind of give us the logistics, but then B, what, what were the ahas that, that you were like, whoa, I, I, until I started writing this out, like I kind of didn't realize this would be part of my perfect average day. Mm. Well, I, uh, it didn't take me too long actually, but if you add up the amount of time I thought about it mm. before I did it, then it obviously took longer than it actually took. Um, because I just did it the other day and it was raining outside and I was like, well, I'm going to do this now. I just worked out, uh, instead of getting on the computer and starting to do the work, let me get her done. And I just dove in and started writing it out. And, uh, as far as ahas, um, well, first of all, I didn't, I actually didn't know how it was going to end up. I didn't kind of plan it out in my head and then write it. I was me, able to me, real quick, me either. Like I just yeah. started with the morning and was like, here's what would be a cool morning. And then yeah. just like, as I was writing it out, I was thinking of what the next steps were. I might've had the big picture of like, well, here's people I want to be with. But I also like you did not, I didn't think here's the, here's the like table of contents version, you know, <laughs> morning, afternoon, dinner. Like I just was like, no, I'm going to let it flow. No. Yeah. I didn't know how it would end up. The funny thing with, with mine was it didn't end up having anything to do with our typical work day now. So in my average perfect day, it was almost like it was either it was either like everything we have going on is so dialed in that I didn't have to do any of it that day. Or really ten I, I did have like an hour of sort of admin computer work. So that was like sort of my nod to, hey, I'm tending to some business related thing, you know? But some of these smaller things you put into your perfect average day say a lot, right? Like a line that says, I do an hour of computer admin work because, you know, whatever, that's going to be a perfect average. I don't mind. All right, that's just one line. But to me, it says that I only need to dedicate one hour of my time to maintain this lifestyle that I've achieved, right? Let me ask you a question. Cause I was feeling the same way. I, I, the word for me was guilty. Like I always feel I'm writing yes. my stuff out and I was like, <laughs> I feel guilty saying I'm not doing this certain type of work. And I think other people may start to feel that way. Remember, this is your perfect average day, your perfect day. If there's work that you do in your regular day that you don't want to do anymore, it shouldn't find its place in your perfect average day. And so mm. I'm with you, Jay. Like, I started to feel guilty of thinking, well, here's what I normally do. Well, where can I fit that in? And the stuff that I actually didn't want to do, I did not put in. So I'll give you an example. The, the, the quote unquote work that I put in was I didn't put any admin tasks because I don't want to do that. So it's happening and getting taken care of somehow. I'm not, you know, again, we're, you're not worried about everything and how it's going to get there, but there's plenty of people in this world who don't have to do admin tasks, right? They have yeah. assistants. They, I, they, I, they, I don't know why I just uh, defaulted to that because well, I would I rather say, hey, I'll spend that, that time, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would rather like do something with the community or something like that. So okay. I could just sub that out, you know? So, and and this is why it's fun to talk about. And I want to read yours and you're going to read mine. Is like, because you, you, you should go back and ask yourself like, wait, is this actually what would be in my power for every day? So I was feeling guilty. I was like, well, I have to do some work in here. And I was like, well, A, number one, you don't because it's your perfect average day. 
but I realized I did like doing certain types of work and I would like my day to be filled, not filled completely, but there would be pieces in there. So for example, during lunch, I would be sitting down with a few friends and we'd be talking about where we're building our next location independent community. So it'd be like real estate based. Like, hey, uh, someone sits down and they're like, all right, here are the three spots that we scoped out. There's one in Costa Rica. There's one in Portugal. There's, and we like have a higher level discussion of like the pros and cons of each. And someone else would have done all the detail oriented work. And we would just be sitting there discussing a high level of like which one makes sense and choosing where we're going to put this community. Guys, this community does not exist right now. Like this is a physical community that we're talking about. All right, Chris is buzzing us out. Um, but we're going to keep going here because it's important. Um, so it, like that was one. Another thing I realized I loved doing, Jay, was podcasting. So I, I wrote in my thing, I would walk into the room. It would be totally set up. There, like I wouldn't have to touch a microphone. I would just walk in. I'd hit a Bluetooth remote and it would start the camera and like the audio equipment and Heather and I, and my notes would have been done the day before. So Heather and I would just sit down and we would record two episodes. Each would be like 40 minutes each. It would be an hour and a half of recording and we'd have fun and we'd chat and we'd talk. And then as soon as we are done, I'd hit that Bluetooth remote and I would stand up and walk out of the room, right? So like all the crappy pieces of recording of like, gotta set the mics up, you know, send the file it would be taken care of. I don't know how, but that would be taken care of. So like I thought of my work and was like, well, what do I, what would I do if, if I didn't like, what would be the base elements that I would still do? And it would be like discussions about real estate, walking through a building, having a big picture discussion of where our community would be and recording podcast. Yeah. See, now it. I don't know if I did this right exactly because I didn't really include much work. I mean, my whole day was like I was recording music and hanging out with friends and, you know, making dinners and surfing and doing all these things. And uh, I didn't really like, I love podcasting, but I didn't even put, I, I put like that a podcast area as part of this music studio room, but I didn't say I did any podcasts or anything. So, you know, if, if it was my more of my average day, it would have included more of like, some of the stuff you're talking about, like a podcast, and you well, know, I think you did it. Of admin, I could do the community thing. Um, I, I did, I did go a little crazy with with some of the stuff, but uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I did it right. I, mean, I, I think have you to did go it revisit perfect. some of it. I think that's the point of this. Is like I, I put in po so. Here's what questions I've been getting asked by people that I tell to do this, and I asked myself as well, and kind of came up some of the same clarity of this. I was like, well. I wouldn't have to record two podcasts every day because like I would then have a lot of podcasts that came out. So that was just the, that, that for me was like, that's what I would be doing, but it's a bit of a placeholder for a bigger picture thing of essentially saying I would be talking and using this medium to engage with other people. So maybe one day for me, it's running a community event where we're, we're hanging out and we're doing an accountability call. So, right. I, I mean, there's going to be some yeah. gray area. But well, like you I said, it's gonna, it can change, but it was a good, I think I had a good first pass. Like a lot of the core details are there. I just might need, need to make some tweaks, but that's good. You got to get the first one done. need to do more work though. Like this is my point was I had, if you looked at the work I was doing, and by work, I mean what other people would consider work. It was an hour and a half of recording podcast. The lunch 
could be considered work because I wanted it to be fun and, and talking about our community. So there's another hour. But like, that's not work for me. I would rather have that discussion at lunch than any other discussion in the world. So like I was I guess my work was I was working I was a working songwriter. That was my work. Which is totally fine because we have banged the drum of it's not the amount of hours you put in and and we know that to be true. So yeah, I I felt weird about saying I only had an hour or 2 hours of quote unquote work, but then I looked at it and I said this is totally feasible. Like totally feasible. So I I want people just to realize when you're writing it out, don't feel like you have to include certain stuff because it's what your day looks like, or you don't know how you're going to only work an hour a day, or how you, or you don't know how you're not going to work at all. Uh, the hard okay. part for like, me was, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the hard part for me was like I was taking one day, right? And because I have a lot of different interests, like a lot of people that are entrepreneurs you know, you mentioned real estate, different things. It's hard to just isolate a day because the next day, the 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 brunt of the day could look completely different, right? And, and like, it would involve like maybe podcasting and other things, right? So it's, it's, it's hard because this isn't like my average perfect day every day. It's like a slice of one, one day of the week and I'm doing this particular, I'm living this particular day in this particular way Maybe that's half my week and the other half of my week is more like related to kind of stuff we're doing now, you know? Um, or like, I don't know, because am I like retired? Am I just doing this for fun? Like, I don't really understand exactly when this day is. I, I know that my kids are a little older and they're school age. And a big part of that was talking about the alternative education I'm giving them and, and the fact that we've set ourselves up to live in two countries and be flexible in that way. Um, that The core of that was probably the biggest aha moment and most important part of all of this. What I was actually doing during the day was like a dream, a, a bit of a dream day in some ways for me, um, but totally unrelated to kind of what I'm doing now. So that's what kind of was weird about it for me. But again, so, the next day would look completely different. So it's, it's hard to... It's you know. funny because we have not talked about this. This You guys are hearing the first discussion we've had since Jay did his and I did mine. And what you're saying were the same hesitations I was having of like, well, but I wouldn't do the exact same thing tomorrow because I would be building on what I did today, right? I think that the point is to not overthink it, to not like, it, it is part of a dream week or a dream month or a dream life. That's fine. I had someone describe it this way to me. They said, if this was Groundhog's Day and you had to live this life and this day over and over and over again, put in what would make you happy. So don't worry about, oh, well, I wrote this song today, but tomorrow I'd want to write the second song. Like, who cares? Just look yeah, at I'd it want, say, I'd want to podcast the next day, you know, like spend the whole day podcasting. That would be awesome. That would be just well, as awesome, you know? Okay, like, <laughs> but know that you only have a set amount of time. And if you had to leave... If you woke up every day and it was a brand new start and you didn't remember the day before, would you? what would you want to be doing and what would give you satisfaction in the moment that then when you laid your head on the pillow, you're like, that was a dang good day. Mm -hmm. So like, don't yeah, then worry I, I'd about- have to, like, I have to go back and add a little bit more in, I feel, to the yeah. main. I mean, that's okay. I mean, the core of it was the lifestyle piece, I think, the lifestyle we were living as a family. And that was the most important part to kind of get my head around for me. 
So you said you put a few crazy things in there. You went a little crazy. Was what you said? Give me what? What were those pieces? Oh gosh, talk about it. This is embarrassing to say, but but uh, only because like I was like, well, if I put this in, then if I got something, you know, a hundred notches below that, it would still be awesome, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, that's the point. <laughs> so uh, at one point in my perfect average day, I was uh, I was entering my space, and and there were you know some podcast awards and different things on the shelf. And but the thing I was most proud of was my Grammy for Song of the Year. <laughs> now, do I really think I'm going to win a Grammy for Song of the Year? No, but I was like, well, you know, maybe I could win something like that. Norway has like their they have their their own Norwegian Grammys here. Like it's a country of five and a half million people. I live here. Maybe there's like one small sliver of something that I could win here, you know, if I could be recognized for, for some songwriting or something like that. And, and like, I don't even like the idea of external validation. It was more of like a small example of a greater thing, which is, it's not about getting an award. It's about that you would be able to do something at a professional level. So, the, Frank, in the talk that, that we watched about this, and I do think that I, I don't want people hearing all this and and having it be too overwhelming because ultimately just go with that original question that I asked you. You know, if you if you're if you're like yeah. hearing all this and you're like, man, now I'm they're listening to oh, me and they're like, screw this, I'm not doing this. Well, this they're crazy. like overthinking. It's like, what does your perfect average day look like? How does it feel? What do you experience? But you make a really good point, Jay, because his whole thing was that it should be about the experience and the feelings you're having, not about the things. That being said, we know that things help us have those experiences. And so you hit that perfectly saying, it's not about the fact that I have a Grammy look at me. It's that, wow, I can walk in, see that and feel proud that I know that I have excelled at a level that I didn't think I could excel at. And, and so I have a few of those examples in mind as well. It was like, you know, I, I, I'm talking about my house and, and what my house looks like. And it's not that oh my gosh, look at me. My house is so amazing. It's the way it makes me feel because I wake up and I'm looking at the ocean and I get to run down the stairs and I have like five surfboards sitting there and they're all different sizes. And I'm good enough to be able to pick the perfect surfboard out for, for the waves that are out there and say, oh, I need this seven and a half footer because blah, 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 blah. So I know same I can thing. rip it's it It's this idea that. that you've you've gotten to a certain level uh, at, at something you love that is, I don't know, that's a, maybe a craft or an art or sport or whatever it is. And, and, and something within that represents your, your current abilities, yes. which means that you've worked hard to get there and hopefully you've enjoyed yourself. So one of the things that you touched upon, Jay was like, and, and this was, you actually said to me when you, when you hadn't started yours, you were like, well, I said, just write the first paragraph and what, tell me what you said to me. What did Do I you say? Remember? I don't remember. No. You're like, I don't even know where I am. And, and oh, yeah. you said yeah. like, I don't know. I can't start because I don't know where I am location wise is what you is what you said. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't. And so here's an important point with mine. I didn't put in where I was. I put in what it was like. So I was like, okay, I'm by the ocean. I can walk 18 steps to get to the beach. Well, that is my current life right now in North Carolina. But I didn't say I was in North Carolina because I also then said, these are like, perfect uh, right-hand waves that are like the water's super warm. Well, that was like being in Costa Rica, 
right? And so like, it's an amalgamation of different things. It doesn't, you know, you can be specific on, on where you are and who you're with if you want, but don't feel like it has to be, when we say be specific, it's more of like, what are you specifically feeling, right? And so I don't have, I didn't write like, I wake up in the morning and I am sitting in a house in Wilmington, North Carolina, or I'm sitting in a house in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. It's like a mess of a few different places. And in one jay, I even put in here like who I was surfing with. And I didn't say who it was because it's like a mixture of a few different people in my life. Right. We all know and it was so, Kelly Slater. We all know it was Kelly Slater. <laughs> I, I mean, no, it's like I, I basically said like it's a there's two people who come out and surf with me. Uh, one, I'm surfing for 30 minutes by myself in the morning without anyone else out there because I wanted that time. And then a friend comes out and I say like, I forget exactly what I said. I'm trying to find it right now. But it was like, he's also like, it's also someone with kids, right? And who has their own business. So they have the freedom to do this. Um, you know, so it's like, it's people that I know, but it's like a mixture of like Jason and our buddy shot. Like it's a few people because I'm not pigeonholing who it specifically has to be. But then when I talk about dinner, I am specific. Oh, it's my parents. So like, again, you don't have to get caught up in everything being something that exists currently in your life, a friend that you currently have or a place that you currently are, just focus on the experience and and what it's making you feel like and what you're doing, as you said, Jay, for the whole lifestyle. Yeah, I think it really brings it to life. And I always like the phrase, shoot for the stars because maybe you'll hit the moon, which is why you know some of the things I talked about, like the Grammy Award or something like it, it represents a bigger thing, but you know, if you if you got ten percent of the way there, you're you're probably ahead of ninety eight percent of the people. You know, so it's it's again, I don't want to like it's hard because I you know you know, I don't want to put that out to the universe either. Like, hey, everything I said like is not true or never will come true. It's but you know, it's also there's something about thinking big with it and just letting your mind go and and not in like an ego way but just in like a hey let me just like release like what what how awesome could i make this right let me just get it out there and you know are some of those things like like i said with the, the colorado thing going back to that you know not i'm not saying everything that i wrote down came true but you know i made a lot more progress than i thought i would on some of those things and there's some, I think there's something to that. So I think in the end, it's, you also can't take it so seriously in the way that, not that you shouldn't be serious when you're doing the exercise and put your heart and soul into it, but have fun with it too. And don't judge yourself for what you put down basically, which is hard sometimes. I think like you, I was judging some of the things in the end when I read it back, because I read it back to my wife last night. I think I was getting a lot of eye rolls. I don't know, because her, her she was facing the other way because she was going to sleep. <laughs> but I'm like, I need to read this to you. But um, but it what it did is put me in a place, a physical place in my mind that felt good. And it put me in an environment where I understood like what I wanted to surround myself with in terms of like the lifestyle, the people, what that might look like, how, how the air felt, you know, how, how we were living as a family, all of these different things. So it's cool. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it also starts, 
you thinking that way. So, I mean, it gives you space to think about what your perfect average day would really be like, because a lot of times we don't even think about it. And so now once we know what that is, it gives you something to shoot for, whether it be consciously, because you will start doing some things consciously, because I have, after my perfect average day, started to try to build some of these things in that I have control over. So consciously you'll do it, but subconsciously, as you already mentioned, you'll start to make decisions that will start guiding you towards that day that if you don't know what that day looks like, your subconscious can't act on that. And so often we don't give ourselves the time and space to even think through it. And that's what I loved about this exercise. And I, I would, for me, 1000% recommend this to any person out there who's listening, who says, I want to make a change in my life. I, you know, and this isn't to say your life has to suck. My life doesn't. Jay, your life doesn't. This is just to say, I do want to make a change in my life. My perfect average day would be different than what my day is now. I will challenge all of you listening. If you feel that way and you want to make a shift and you want to change what your days look like and you want to have an identity shift because you want to do something different to start with this. And I can tell you going forward that anyone that we work one-on-one with, Jay, or at least that I work one-on-one with, this will be the first exercise that I will have them do. Because when I can sit and read someone's perfect average day, that is going to give me so much insight into how we're going to help them build a business. Because now we can look at this and say, does the business that you're talking about building fit into this perfect average day? And if it doesn't, well, what's the reasons we're even going to take these steps, right? And so, um, yeah, I just, I, you know, we have people pay us a good amount of money for coaching and consulting and things like that, Jay. And I can tell you that this will be the first thing that I will have them do um, because it, 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 it comes down to lifestyle. And if we don't know what their lifestyle is going to be, how can we help them build that? Yes. And, um, here's what I want everybody to do. Yes, you're going to do this, but you need some accountability. I mean, that's what we do, Trav, right? We specialize in getting you further along, giving you accountability, helping you, uh, grow, start and grow a side hustle business so you can leave your nine to five job and make that a lifestyle business. So all that being said, if you're not on our email list, sign up over at locationindie.com. Then what we want you to do is do this exercise reply to the email you get because that's the email address for our entire team and send us uh, either a written or an audio voice message that lets us know what you got out of doing this exercise. And if you send us some information, especially in audio, we can always put it on a future podcast and just give people some updates on on how people tackled this and what they did. But uh, the best thing to do is sign up for the email list. You'll be getting on our weekly newsletter to get all these valuable resources around travel and lifestyle business. And then you can just respond to that email and send us your thoughts or send us an audio message how about how this went for you, what you got out of it, what maybe some of your aha moments were, and where it gave you clarity and and anything. We'll leave it open. Just send us your feedback and you can do it that way. So, Yep. And I just wanted to, since it is audio here and I know you guys are listening and you haven't seen this written out, I wanted to just once again, I I have a note here because I've been sending this to any friend or person that we've worked with that I think this would be beneficial for. So I actually wrote a note on my phone so I could copy and paste it into a text message. So I just want to read it out to you again. 
what the process is that you should follow so that you can hear it, you can stop this podcast, and you can start right away. So I start with a warning. Warning, this will take a few hours. I've done it myself. I can tell you that it was worth every single second I spent doing it, plus a lot more. It's a game changer. Write out your perfect average day by hand. Yes, it has to be by hand. If you're committed, then you're committed. So do it right or don't bother doing it. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, write in narrative form, meaning sentences and paragraphs, and focus on the experience of the day. How does it feel? What are you seeing? Be super specific. Write it out so that when you're reading it, or when someone is reading it, they can actually see it. Cast your perfect day in the future, whether it's six months from now or six years from now, what does your perfect average day look like? So that's the exercise we want you guys to do. Have fun with it, enjoy it, and then hit us up and let us know that you did it and give us your aha moments from that. If you want to send your perfect average day in, you can do that as well. I have 15 pictures of the handwritten pages that I wrote out to send to people who are doing this to say, here's an example of what mine looks like. Um, so total game changer for me. Jay, seemed like it was to you as well. Um, highly recommend it. So if you want some free coaching, uh, the same thing that we would do for people who start uh, in our LLA program or any of the coaching that we do one-on-one with people, go do the perfect day exercise and then let us know how it works for you. Let us know and we'll uh, look out for those emails and we'll see you next time, my friends. Bye, everyone. Bye.